All right, everyone, thank you for joining Just Getting Started May Overflow event this evening, morning, afternoon, right? Because we are international now. Uh, we have Reverend Rita with us today, right? She's going to tell you her location, where she's, where she at, you know, um, a little bit about herself. And we're so excited for her joining us. Um, let me tell you real quick, this was like a divine connection. I started searching on Facebook and I said, I'm going to move in my purpose, Lord. Let me find just one or two people. And this woman of God has connected me with so many other talented women. So I am so honored to have you here this, this morning, this afternoon, um, just full of joy and gratefulness. I know you're super excited. We was trying to do this an hour ago. We was like, look, we're going to get this knocked out. <laughs> so um, without further ado, um, go ahead and introduce yourself, my love. Oh, my God. I am so, hello, hello, Lady Loach. I am so excited. I am Providence Reverend Rita Monique Henderson. For those of you that do not know who I am, I am in Detroit, Michigan. And what I do is I help aspire Christian authors. I help them to take their pain, their passion, and their purpose. And I teach them how to make impact, influence, and income by writing and self-publishing their books. I am a three-time Amazon bestselling author. I'm a speaker. I'm a self-publishing coach. And I am the five-fold I am the CEO of Fivefold Publishing LLC. Oh my God, I'm so happy you said that. I'm so happy you started with the divine connection because I've been feeling that ever since. Do you remember how we met? I, I remember briefly. I, I do remember stepping out on faith and I remember like just jumping into a Zoom meeting and I was like, my God, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> you know, it all started with a Facebook, a Facebook post though, if you remember. It started with a oh, Facebook post. Oh, yeah, in the group. Over there in ABM. And then, but not only that, I seen, I was just like, I, do she really remember? This has been such a kingdom connection. Wow. And not only that, so many amazing women. Because when I looked at, at some stuff you were doing last week, you hooked up with another lady, because you were in the military and everything, right? Lady mm -hmm. Love. So you end up, that same thread has given so much purpose and so much life. And that's where we initially met at. So even when we were coming this morning and we were in the inbox, like, we, I'm ready. Nah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, this is such a kingdom connect, kingdom hooked up, a divine connection, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's definitely spiritual. So I'm glad you started with that because I was like, does she really remember how? And, and see all that has come, you know what I'm saying, into manifestation as a result of one Facebook post. So yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> so yeah i i do remember i do i do remember i think it was a message because it was intentionally for me to ask you something but you were asking of me something and it was like both of us was like okay we were just gonna give each other <laughs> something <laughs> yeah and then, and then another person saw you you were saw by another and then you fit another military woman in and and, and then i saw you over on someone i'm like wow and then you coming into the academy and all that just yeah and then and just yeah it's just amazing amazing i was looking for something you were looking for something and god knew that yes year. yes and i love the academy and so many uh motivational things so many positive things going on um oh, thank so you so much we're definitely gonna you know shout out that that beautiful workshop you're doing so that people can know hey if you've been wanting to write that book there's no more excuses take the time sit down and just use what you got it you don't need nothing extra just tell your story write it out <laughs> Actually, when this airs, I'm not gonna be teaching that workshop anymore. Okay, <laughs> I know, but I'm I'm leveraging. I gotta leverage up. I gotta leverage up, and so I'm taking that particular class, and I'm I'm doing it. I'm the class and publishing package. You won't be able to buy them a la carte anymore, so to speak. So 
Wow. Wow. And then go ahead and just, you know, put procrastination in this spot because that's <laughs> the only option that you really have when you do that. <laughs> so um, let's go ahead and get into our interview. Um, I'm so honored um, again to have you on here this this evening morning. Um, can you tell us more on, you know, what was the passion on how you start doing currently what you're doing? It, it, it was a it was a journey, right? This this whole thing has been a journey. Nothing just you know we don't become like, and I'm not a success. I'm by far uh, have ways to go to reach my goals, but people don't just become overnight successes, right? Be mm-hmm. five years in the making, six years in the making, sometimes, right? So I just didn't just happen to get in the space. It was definitely a journey, but this journey started for me um, uh, July 18, 2011. So and and it started. I was employee for 28 years. I got a good education. I had good jobs. 28 years, long story short, just over broke, period. (laughs) Like, you know, working hard, raising my kid, you know, putting her through school and college, all that. And still, you know, um, oh my God, don't even get me started because I'm talking about the miseducation of the Negro. So we won't even get started, but the violence of all of that, get a good job, get a good education, work hard. Not, uh, so that's a whole nother podcast, but so after 28 years of working, just being unfulfilled, like totally unfulfilled, still making good money, but having a, making a living, but not having a life, mm. right? And he says in John 10 and 10, I came not only that you may have life, Jesus, but just that you may have it more abundantly, right? And so I was making a living, but I didn't have no life. And um, definitely didn't have the more abundant life that Christ promises us, right? So um, after 28 years of working, July 18th, and I'm just a little bit about that day. Um, I woke up at eight o'clock that morning and I heard the voice of God. Now, I haven't always been in church. That's a whole nother. Uh, but around 2006 and seven, you know, I start, you know, feeling that tug, that pull. Right. And I start praying and started going to church and doing, you know, building that relationship. July 18, 2011, eight o'clock in the morning. Now, on this day, I had worked 28 years. I was working for the government. Uh, made good money, had always had good jobs, thank God, right? Um, and he told me when I was going to work that morning, he said, when you get to work do- today, daughter, he said, I want you to do all the work that is in your inbox. Everything that's in your inbox, I want you to do it all. And I, I don't know about you, but when I heard God, I was so happy when God started talking to me. Like, it was like, yes, yes, tell me more. I want more. Tell me what to do. I don't know what to do with this money. Like, I was so glad. I didn't have a mom mm-hmm. or dad. So I was so glad. And he said, my sheep know my voice. And I'm like, okay, dad, you know, and I just did, I was just, everything he told me to do, I just did it. I was just so happy because what I had been doing did not work. Right. I was not working, had not worked. And so I did all the work and and I was, you know, at lunchtime, 12 o'clock, I go to go to, I, you know, get ready to go to lunch. And I hear God talk to me again. And he said, daughter, he said, everything that you want in this office, because I don't know about you, but 28 years of working, like the workplace was my my second home. Mm-hmm. I had my toothbrush, I had washcloths, I had you know y'all know we women, so we needed a whole lot of stuff during the day. <laughs> so right. our office, our office almost becomes like a second home to us. I don't know about y'all, but back in the day, this was years and years ago. I had to take my diary to work. I was with my baby's father. Like I couldn't even have my own diary at home. Like my diary was at my job. <laughs> so y'all know. So every so God told me, and listen, he was like, whatever you want in this office. He said, I want you to take it and put it in the trunk of your car. 
And I was like, okay. So I started getting all the picture frames, the toothbrushes, the floss, the wash, the, all of that, everything that I wanted. I said, okay. And I went to lunch. I remember putting it in the trunk of my car and going to lunch. Mm. I went back to work, working, you know, because he said I couldn't leave no work today. So I got to do all the work. So I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. I get in my car, I say, okay, five o'clock comes. I get off, I get into my car. And um, as I'm driving away from my good government job, 28, after 28 years of employment, bachelor's degree, all the things, right? We think that we can, you know, to be successful. God told me, he said, daughter, he said, when you drive away from here today, he said, don't you ever drive back here again. He said, and I promise you, Rita, he said, if you take care of my business, he said, I will take care of all of your business. That day, I was in over $100,000 worth of debt. I was living in a, for, a home that was in foreclosure. I had tried to get apartments all over the city, but because my credit score was so bad, I was getting denied for apartments. Um, I had lost cars um, to repossession. One, I relinquished. I called them, to t- told them to come get it. Um, another one I lost was repo. I was going through a divorce, just all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Coming off of a divorce, all of the things. I never drove back there. I never drove back there. That was on a Monday. Let me tell you, Lady uh, Loach. I want to say Lady Q. Lady Loach. Look, and we're going to look. I'm going to, um, so in May, just real quick sidebar. In May, we changing it because I had looked at the definition about lady and then people moving in ministry. You know, lady has a different stance. And so I am married and we do have, you know, and so I didn't know. That it was like that, you know, it was catchy to me. And that's kind of what me and the soldiers that when we were playing, you know, we were coming up with stuff and we came up with it. But um, we just going to call it, uh, shoot, I don't know, but we're going to come up with something. But. Okay, well, Coach Q. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Coach, Coach Q. And, and that's what I had to do. Speaking right. of that, when you get out in, in these internet streets, you know, us being saved, us being women, women of God, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't often know. Um, but there is a different language that's kind of required out in the internet streets. And and when and so how I get I was a spiritual midwife. When God called me, long story short, I, I started, um, he called me off the job, obedient. And I thought when I got out here, I was dealing with purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, well, first it was like, get out of all this debt because I was in so much debt. It was crazy. And um, God had to had to show me and give me the strategy. And that was what my first book was about, From Small Coins to Big Bucks. It was about the five strategies that God gave me to get out of all of that debt. Wow. Uh, my, today, my credit score is a 684. And that's only because in about two years ago, I was like, okay, I got to do something, you know, and I don't So, but um, author, speaker, so I was a spiritual midwife. So I get it. So when I came out in the internet streets and I'm like, yeah, I'm Reverend Rita Anderson. I'm a spiritual midwife. I birth purpose. You know, I help Dr. Jesus. And people was like, well, do you birth natural babies? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so well, do you birth natural babies? <laughs> Girl, I got inboxes, literally letters. Yeah, because of the... <laughs> and and, and it, it, that's, that's the thing, like you said, it's... Um, when you can come into correction of yourself to think about what does it say? Like, it sounds good to me, but it's not presented to me always. And if I don't perceive it to where it's formed, where there's no confusion, you go, people going to keep it. Yeah. Well, I do have a strategy for that. You do have to, when you get in front of your audience or people that you're called to serve or your ideal clients, whatever, you have to teach them your language. 
Mm. You really do. You have, you know, we have, because we sometimes we coin our own phrases. You know, you being spiritual woman, you know, they come, I got to drop something on you. And, and I'll be like, purpose, plus positioning equals prosperity. And then people be like, well, what that mean? You know, but guy, and so you got to kind of teach them. Right. Wow. Your, and you know, and they'll, and they'll pick it up, you know, but, um, I went from spiritual midwife to, um, author, speaker, you know, and right. I tried purpose coach and all that stuff. I didn't like, I'm not a coach. I'm, I'm a self-publishing coach. So I went from author, speaker and self-publishing coach from spiritual midwife because they didn't understand the language. Mm-hmm. And then that publishes too much. That was really irrelevant to try to teach them. You know what I mean? That I just call myself author, speaker, self-publishing coach. And um, you hear my language. You're in the academy. So, you know, they have learned the other jargon and stuff. Right, right. And and I think that's really... But you do have to be relatable. So... Mm. Yeah, I, I love it, you know, and then it's just like, it went from, you know, of course, the interview to the point where, um, to the point where... Um, I was able to get edified and clarification on knowing how and what to do. I just want to recap a little bit of what you said and, um, you know, move into that next question. Um, one of the things that I wrote down was making a living but not having a life. So many people are doing that right now. So many people are settling to just have that. And I, I, I don't want that for young black women who are just starting out. I don't want that for young black men. I don't want that for any race. Who can, you know, everybody can have a chance to choose what are we going to do. Um, so I, I thought that was really good. So I think that's, that's, that's what I'm going to put on that flyer. When I, when I get that photo of you, I'm going to put that at the bottom. That's going to be your caption from the episode. What is she, what is she talking about? Oh, you got to listen to the episode, see? Oh, wow. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> well, you guys, the younger generation, you guys struggling with so much of that. You guys are kind of like making your own rules. You, you guys really are. You guys are podcasting. Y'all out here, you're using the technology and stuff and, and level, leveling up um, in your purpose. You guys are definitely not conforming to the workplace and all of that, you know, that we did for the last 30 or 40 years. And, um, well, of course, and it's different now. There's no pensions. Um, mm-hmm. So the 30 years and out and don't even exist anymore. But I think the average time now of a young person staying on a job is like a few years. Mm-hmm. Like y'all don't care. Y'all put a job in a minute and go to the- <laughs> what? Look, I would I would be able to testify on that because <laughs> if anybody knows, especially my um my family, you know, I always even in high school I always had a different job. Like I had multiple jobs, and um and then I, it and didn't matter because I wasn't even real, saving no leave money. Them, leave them all in the dust for real, for real. <laughs> Yes, it, and it was no, it was no significant. It was almost like, okay, well, I get another job, and then when you couldn't get one, you was like, dang, I really messed up. <laughs> but see, that's people. But see, baby boomers, and I'm not a baby boomer, but I know that generation. My mom is a baby boomer, and I tell, I say, you know, she had a hard time with General Motors, like did that early retirement, and they, they like they, the baby boomers really struggled. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, what is it? Because they they equate their worth to their job. Mm. And I asked my says that what it is? She said, yeah. And the baby boomers work that, that that was just instilled to them. Yeah, you know, they generation. created their worth to what they have in their pocket uh, or to their job. And and you guys are so not you know buying into that. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. We we. Started and quit a good job. Girl, she had she, but I told her you can get a good job, and she will quit it in a minute. In fact. She understands because, you know, like I said, 2011, I came off that good government job, 28 years. She see it did not work for us. It didn't right. work for me. 
So she she saw her mama work hard, and and then she see also see her mama on this side of it. Yeah, and she like she just like lost a good job with Quicken Loans. I don't know if y'all know the um. Dan Gilbert is building up the city of Detroit. She worked for Dan Gilbert. And Dale Gilbert, Dan Gilbert is a good employer here in the in the city of Detroit. And she just left it. Wow. And, and sometimes you can do crazy stuff, especially if, you, if you're trying to get an understanding. Well, I bought her a house. I bought her a house. Houses are going for $1,000, $500,000 around here, $5,000. the blessings, so buying houses. Property. Wow. Um, I said, there's blessings on blessings. I bought this house I'm in for four thousand cash. Wow. Yeah. So I treat her, treat her. So she bought. I bought her a house in November, and she fixed it up. It's so it was such beautiful, so beautiful. It was a like seventeen hundred at clothing and everything. So she fixed it up, and now I think she bought two more properties. She's like, uh-uh, I ain't, I'm not. I'm not going to jobs. <laughs> wow. Wow. Another good moment. Um, oh, and today is her birthday. I'm sorry. Oh, look, shout out birthday. to you. Happy birthday. birthday. So shout out. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, the other, like, the other um, note I had was um, basically, like, you know, when he told you to finish doing all the work there at that job, I think that's so significant because we have to think about how we leave. Like, it's almost like, so one thing that I've learned with the class that I just finished at church is sonship and it's Gilgal, you know, uh, all first things begin. So the beginning of first things have to start a certain way so that you end a certain way. And that's kind of what he was pretty much giving you, you know, not saying it, but it was like, okay, I'm gonna just do what he said. But really it was like, okay, I got to get you into a state that you are completely finished. Right. So that you can be released, but be on finished terms. Like there's no extra work. And so that's so cool because sometimes We'll, we'll, he'll be like, move, but you got to finish this. And you would be like, oh, you said move? <laughs> oh, you said right. move? No, I said finish and then move. <laughs> and then move, right, right. <laughs> and we be trying to cut them corners. And, and then that's how sometimes we get caught up. So being in good standing with God is, is phenomenal. And that's really just like pretty much what this event is. It's so many women I've talked to. Two were outside of the States. One was in Australia. Another one was in India. And then tomorrow... It might be tomorrow or, or Friday. I have to see what her time frame is because she's in the Philippines. And all these women have phenomenal things to talk about how they were available for God to release them. That's what their moment was. Like, I was available. I was listening. And then immediately oh. I got released. And then for us as women, right, even yourself, yourself you said, I, I responded immediately. Everybody, everybody can do that. Everybody has a capacity to immediately Give God some availability, be consistent, and then expect him to release you. But you don't have control of when. But if you give him immediate response, it go, it's going to happen. That's, there's proof in that. So doing the Lord's business, it, you true. You, that's very true. I'm, I'm getting ready to move right into that in, in the next couple months and weeks and however the Lord did it because I just finished the disciple class. And so... Um, Congratulations, that, I saw the pictures. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was a phenomenal experience. And so, like you said, doing the Lord's business, you know, he'll, if you do my business, I'll take care of yours. That's another quote. I can see that that being down there in there for you because you keep thinking you can do your own business and then you can't do his business, but it's the other way around to get your business really done the right way. <laughs> all of it, just all of it eating, um, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness and all things will be added unto you. I, I hear it when you talk, I hear it sometimes it translates into the scripture, mm. you know, and that's that's how it does sometimes. But see, even the, revel the revelation that's coming, and that's what I wanted to say. You said finish, then move. Like, I am telling you, Coach Q, I am still, God is still giving me revelation still about that day. Mm. Like, you just gave me the other part of it. You see what I'm saying? He is still, it'll be 10 years this July 18th. And I put that that testimony, if you want to call it, in the back of every one of my books that I publish. Like, that, that's in the back of 30 Days to Increase Faith. That's in the back of the books that I publish. I think even my ebooks that day. And, you know, just briefly, a paragraph in each one of my books, because that's how I got here. Right? But what you said is, um, finish, then move. He gave me revelation. Years later, I am still getting revelation from wow. that day. And you are absolutely right. That's the scripture that says we must do things decent and in order. See, when you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, oh my God. Oh, that's what that was. I had uh -huh. to do it decent and in order. Come on, babe. I had to finish and then move, you know. So, oh my God. So let me tell you one of the revelations too, because you just gave me that. But he gave me one like three, four years, five years after I was off the job. When he told me, to put everything in the trunk of my car. See, it's it's like like Coach just said, Coach Q just said, you have to, you know, you have to um, act. And, I, and that's what I like. I love action takers. Even inside the academy, we are action takers. And so he said, when you, if you want it, take it and put it in the trunk of your car. You know, it was like three, four years later, he showed me. I didn't put it in the back seat. I didn't put it in the passenger seat. He showed me, I was like, oh my God. See, that was even significant. Wow. And I didn't know it. And he showed me, and then let me show you what else he showed me, and then we can move on. And he said, you put it, be obedient. Do what he tell you to do so that you can have what he, you know, it's ordaining for you to have. And then he told me this, even years after I came off the job again, I called you off on July 18, 2011 was on a Monday. He said, you could have called back and went back Tuesday. You could have called in sick on Wednesday. Come on now. You oh, had the Friday. I could have showed up. Let me tell you how the government is. I could have showed up and sat in my seat on Friday and still had a job to today. Government can't fire you. There's only like really two reasons the government can really, you know, people get government jobs and keep them for 40 years. Don't nobody get fired from the government. Right. You don't, you don't hear nobody really getting fired. And, and the state, so I could have not went to work on that Monday and showed up Friday and said, right in that seat and changed my mind and went back to work, back to work. Yep, I'm here, I didn't have no, you know, and dealt with the, and still have my, so he showed me that. I called you out on Monday. Cause you could have went back Tuesday when, I didn't even call them Coach Q. Mm. I didn't call my boss and say, oh, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Right. I'm sick. I didn't play that game. When he called me off that job, he said, don't you ever drive back here again. I never went back, I never called him. It, and look, it, it, that manager ain't talked to me from that day to this day. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I it's just, it's like you said, divine connection, man. Because um, God will do, God will do something that then you know we have the power of choice, and so then it really puts the impact. You know how God said that you would do greater works. Yeah. But I got to give you the choice to choose what greater work you're going to do. Because you got you got it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you See, got it. But is you going to do it? What he was, and that's what that whole week was about. 
I had a choice. I didn't even realize that until years later because I didn't think about when he called me up. I didn't never think about going back. What? It was it was over. But he showed me years later. You could have went back on Tuesday. You could have right. went back on Wednesday. I called you out on a Monday for a reason and gave me that revelation. I was like, like you said, I free will, a choice. Yeah. yeah. To do greater works. Yeah, what you do. But it's yeah. a choice. Yes. And that's that's what makes it more powerful. When you do it um involuntarily then there's something special about you because you don't need all that extra. Because some of us, to be honest, we're a little hard-headed when we start off, especially trying to listen and do the right thing and be consistent. But what if, like you said, when he started talking, you was ready. I was ready to listen. I was available. And then he was like, okay, well, look, it's a, you, you, you might overlook half of this. So I'm going to give it back to you later on. But somebody else is still on a Monday for to quit their job. But they can't, don't, don't, <laughs> you're going to have to say something. <laughs> to help them so they don't go back by Friday <laughs> because it's and, very and significant. Yeah, the, uh -uh. the overwhelm. See, it was overwhelmed too because I wasn't always saved. Like I was just getting into to, to the church, and you know, I knew who God was, of course. You know, I had a praying grandma, I'm a missionary grandma, but, but the overwhelm. Right, that overwhelming. The, the, I did, I did it my way. Now, you know that that the tired like. In 2007, now this is 2011, but in 2007, um, I went into paralysis from the neck down. And you can see they cut my throat open here three times. They said I'd never walk again. I'd be in a wheelchair. So I went through, and I'm, you know, um, I've had six surgeries now. Um, my last one being in 2018. So the overwhelm, the being tired, the working 28 years and still being just over broke, see, is really when God called me. Yes, I was ready. <laughs> I was more than ready. I was tired. I was overwhelmed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and yeah. that goes right into, you know, we've we definitely talked about it. But if you want to touch on anything else in that overwhelming space, like you said, being diagnosed, uh, diagnosed and then having the, the several surgeries and then having uh, your trying times in recovery. Cause it didn't happen once you recovered. It was in the recovery that you could, you know, there was tempting and thoughts and people and their speculations, but you had to go through it to get to the place where you recovered, but you had to go through recovery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it wasn't just that it was the foreclosure. It was mm. finally getting a house and, and, you know, going to a good job, but still, you know, just over broke. It was the paycheck to paycheck. It was, uh, yeah, now it, it was the health. It was, uh, it, it was a lot. It was 28 years of working and still not, you know, having any money saved. When I left that day, June, July 18, 2011, I only had $3,000 saved. Out of 28 years of working, $3,000. So it was, it was all of the, it was, it was a lot of different things. It wasn't one particular thing, but it was just the, all the overwhelm and all of it. All of it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I was, um, saying that we pretty much at the end right here where the capacity right the capacity for you to to move in your overflow is doing what you do every time um that you help another um person write their book or publish their book or get some information on what to do and how to do it um so how can how can you find like um, maybe some words on someone that's just starting the journey that hey I know that God has called me I know I'm about to quit my job what would you share with them to encourage them and then 
um, in with how can everybody find you on social media and um, a little bit more information about that book uh, workshop. Oh, wait. I understand that um, I don't want to just tell anybody just to quit their job. You know what I'm saying? Cause I understand things sometimes are a process and people have other stuff going on, you know, their backstories, you know, you know, sometimes we are working for health insurance or dental insurance or, you know, I don't know what necessarily is going on, but what I, what I will say, God called me off that job. Had not he called me off that job, I'd still be on there. Right. So don't, okay. don't move unless God calls you. Yeah. I'm about right? to say, yeah. What if, what if we rephrase it and say, what would you tell someone who is being called by God? Oh. There we go. On um, what's on um, how to what what younger piece of you would could speak to that because that's oh, <laughs> oh I, I mean I do not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God do you hear what I'm saying and I wish I had this this relationship with him um, when I was so much younger I, I wish that I you know when I when I run into people that tell me they was born and raised in the church my mouth almost fall open when I mean I, I do because they've been in church forty years but have no power. Oh my God. So, you know, let's not even talk about church folks. I'm talking about people with real relationships, right? And I think now we could do another whole, you know, um, how the pandemic had some people pivot into their purpose. And I could tell you how, you know, he had to close the church doors in order for some of us to get into a position. So that's what I would say. I, you know, listen to the voice of God. Do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of his mouth. Obedience is always better than sacrifice, right? And and if you don't have any, you know, if you you know you don't hear his voice, you don't know what that is, whatever. Let me say this: always take the faith road. If you come to a crossroad in your life, always take the faith road. You might not hear the voice of God. You might be at that place, you know, that fork in the road. You don't know to go right or left. Let me tell you something. What is is? And Martin Luther King said, "Courage is taking the first step when you don't see the rest of the staircase." Mm. When it, who was that this, was that Dr. Martin Luther King or somebody said that listen that's what faith is take the faith road because even when you don't see no you know you can't see what it's going to bring you you just know oh it's pulling me it's, because when you take the faith road I've learned that even if it don't work out you can always say God I tried I did it you know, I believe that this is what I was supposed to do I believe this is what I, where I was supposed to be you understand what I'm saying I mean, wow. I'm talking about wholeheartedly right and, and he honors that he honors that but even on if you're working at a job or whatever you're doing position your i when i first came out here in these internet streets it was all about purpose i didn't even i wasn't doing books i just started doing books probably the last 24 months 18 to 24 months it was about purpose positioning yourself in god's purpose because it's the purpose and the positioning yourself in that purpose that's going to bring you to prosperity Right. So whatever that is for you. And, and so I came out in the streets and I was like, purpose, purpose, got your God ordained purpose. You know what I'm saying? And then I had to really niche it down even further mm -hmm. because purpose is a big thing. So, you know, my thing being a fivefold minister, I want to teach fivefold ministers how to monetize because it's important that we learn how to monetize our talents. He talks about it in the book of Matthew. Wow. That we learn how to earn and we learn how to invest. Wow. Right? It wasn't the job. And I and I and I you know, I got so much in me, but job in the in the Bible, not even pronounced job, is Job. Job J O B, the book of suffering. Mm. Is the translation of Job or Job. It's the book of suffering. And so 
position yourself in your purpose. Now, job, I worked it for 28 years. They are, it is the internship to your purpose. It's where you get all the skills that you have. It's, you know what I'm saying? So per, per, position yourself in your God-given talents and your acquired skill sets. And that's what I teach them in the academy. Now, fivefold ministers, I want them to monetize. But I, I came to realize that the book is the first, is the, not the first, but the easiest way for you to monetize. You know why? Because a book is your experiences, your ideas, the things that you already know. It's the intellectual property, right? People, people in the body of Christ say, why can't I have more money? My students, why can't I have more money? You can't. But you have to learn how to monetize your intellectual property. And that's what I teach them. Hmm. And what is your intellectual property? It's your experiences. It's your, it's, you know, it's your ideas. It's your theories. It's the, it's the stuff that you've gone through. It's the stuff that you know that other people have gone through. Right? Right. Well, whatever that is. And, um, and I teach people how to monetize that intellectual property. And it's, the, it's the, one of the quickest ways to monetize. Same thing for um, sermons, fivefold ministers. You know, writing. You, let me say this to free your audience, your listeners. Um, and I and I've started training like this. You do not have to be a writer to be an author. Mm. And that's where I'm going to leave. So you can get in contact with me. Um, I'm in the academy. My academy is the Spire Christian Authors Academy. And and what I do there is I teach people how to write and self-publish their books. And um, um, it's what is the the it, the link is www.aspiringchristianauthors.com They can also contact me if people want to book me. Um, I have two speaking presentations while your job is keeping you broke. <laughs> that is my speaking topic. That is my, my most given speech presentation is while your job is keeping you broke. And then my second one um, for those of you that's listening that would like to contact me to have me on your platform is how to leverage your God-given talents, and your acquired skill set. And that's what I teach. So wow. you can, info, um, you can um, email me at info at fivefoldpublishing.com. There it is. We didn't give y'all all the information. We didn't told y'all you don't need to be an author to write a book. We didn't say You don't said, need to be a writer to be oh, an author. You, need to, don't, you do not need to be an, a writer to be an author. So, so whatever the procrastination or the hesitation or whatever excuse, please, please take this as a note, but don't take it lightly. Um, get out your own way. <laughs> get out your own way and get it done and go ahead and do what God has called you to do. Uh, we want to thank you, Reverend Rita, for joining us on Just Getting Started. It's been a phenomenal interview. Uh, we appreciate you so much. This has been absolutely wonderful. I know that this is going to be just one of the episodes somebody else needed to hear, right? It's going to be so many different comments, so many people showing love and support to say, wow, you know what? Uh, I'm going to move by faith after this, after listening to this. So um, thank you again. We, you're more than welcome to come back. We're so excited. We might be doing something that would be very interesting in June. So I'm going to let you know. Um, but yes, thank you so much. And we're going to conclude this interview. Um Let's see. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I enjoy myself. Yes. All right, y'all. We'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace. Peace.